Hi, this is Danielle from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 139 of Art for Your Ear. This episode is supported by Saatchi Art, the world's largest curated online gallery offering original art by independent artists from around the world. You can visit them at saatchiart.com. And because it is the first Saturday of the month, this episode is also sponsored by Thrive, and they have some exciting news. Thrive now has online classes and courses. It's sort of the art education that you may not have gotten in art school. For example, the first two classes are on the topics of press for artists and how to promote your art show. Yes, who doesn't need that? Oh, and P.S. Thrive is now accepting applications for their mastermind program starting in September. You can learn more about all of this at thriveartstudio.com. Okay, so today involves a never-before-done-on-art-for-your-ear situation. I'm interviewing two artists at the same time, and they happen to be a married couple. I am so thrilled to have Esther Pearl Watson back on the podcast, and this time her husband, artist, illustrator, and educator, Mark Todd, is with her. I've been lucky enough to hang out with them a few times, both in LA and New York, and every time I come away just so inspired and ready to make stuff. They have got a really great big show opening in LA on June 7th, so we're going to talk about that. But, me being me, I want to find out a whole bunch of other things too. Like, who made the first move on who? (laughs) Okay, let's do this, calling Mark and Esther in Los Angeles. Hi, Mark and Esther. Hello. Hello. I am so excited to have you guys on here because I've never had two guests at a time, and I've never had a couple who are both artists. Yay. Yay. Well, we're first. You're the first. It's very, very exciting. Um, So so I talked to Esther. I don't know. It seems I think it was quite a long time ago now. Like, I don't even know what episode you were, but it was way back when. Um, Because I think I'm coming up on my three-year anniversary, and I feel like you were in the first year. So that was a very, very long time ago. Yeah. Wow. I know. And so we let's do a little recap because your childhood is very influential in your work. And then we will hear all about Mark's story of growing up. And then I want to hear how you guys met and everything that's happening now. So Esther, take us back to when there were UFOs in your backyard. Yes. <laughs> I grew up in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And we moved around a lot because my dad built, um, car-sized flying saucers in the front yard, um, and he believed um, that that would be the future of transportation, and he considered himself, and probably still does, an amateur engineer, and um, and he'd often take um, our car engines out to put into the saucers to turn the big propellers. Oh, my um, God. Did any of them work? He had one that flew. Um, and, but it didn't go very. Is that the word? Yeah, <laughs> it didn't go very far. It was tethered down. He says because uh, the FCC would find him. Right. I I um I think it just blew a lot of trash around, and that was kind of it. Yeah, giant leaf blower. A giant leaf blower. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And I know, like, because um, thank you so much. I got to interview you for my new book about women artists, and so we talked a little bit about that. You know, again from the podcast, but a little bit more in the interview. And um, like, what did you think when you were a kid? You must have thought it was kind of awesome that there was UFOs in your front yard. 
Yeah, when I was um, a little kid, uh, we all thought my dad was a, a genius and he was, you know, building the future of transportation and people just didn't get it, but they would one day. And then as I became a teenager um, and more self-conscious, then of course, like everything your parents do is embarrassing, <laughs> mine especially. And um, I get teased a lot. A lot of kids in middle school would ask it, you know, if I was from Mars or um, why we were building a spaceship in our yard. Did that bug you or did you care? It did. I I became self-conscious. I was embarrassed at that point. And uh, my dad was like, well, you know, one day uh, I'll get this saucer done and it'll have flashing lights and and play like your favorite um, jams over the speakers. And It'll have all, you know, it'll be super colorful and I'll take you to school in it and all your friends will uh, be so jealous. And I remember being mortified thinking like, I hope he never <laughs> that saucer and he did it luckily. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I just, I love that um, they're in your work now. Yes. Yeah. We don't have a lot of photos um, from our childhood because, um, we moved so often and sometimes so spontaneous because the landlord usually was about to chase us <laughs> on the street. So now wasn't he like rerouting um, like electricity and stuff? And Yeah. He, my dad didn't follow social rules very well. You know, if um, uh, he would spend the paycheck on, you know, buying like aluminum for the saucer and then uh, and then if the electricity got shut off, he, he would just directly uh, tap into the electric line. And, oh um, and you know, like he showed us kids how to use the pliers to turn the water back on if anybody shut the water off. And, um, wow. Yeah, so we, we kind of just like ran wild and <laughs> did our own thing. Well, of course you became an artist then. Yes. Yeah. I was... <laughs> Did, did you think you would be an artist when you were little? Uh, yeah, you know what? When I was, um, it was a school teacher when I was in, I think, third grade or maybe second grade where, um, I think it was second grade where a school teacher saw one of my um, drawings I did to illustrate a poem I wrote. And she said, you're going to be an artist. And I was like, yes, that's right. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. I love those teacher stories. Yeah. They're so, oh, and now you guys are teachers too. Yeah, we're teachers too now. And hopefully we are, uh, people remember us with fond memories and not any critical things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah. sure they don't. I'm sure they don't. Um, and then, so Mark, where did you grow up? Oh, <clears throat> believe it or not, Las Vegas. Re- people uh, grow up in Las Vegas? Yeah. Um, I know. That's just usually what everyone says. <laughs> It's true. Um, more and more lately, I've been meeting people who've grown up there, but um, I'm a bit older, so forever I was felt like the only one, you know, uh, <laughs> around when I moved to California. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Vegas, but my parents are both from England, so. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So and they, so, were you were you artsy? Yeah, very very artsy. Did you make uh, comic books? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, you know what? I was, I don't know. Um, it's hard to make a comic and it's still hard to make a comic. So I loved the drawing part. I loved the getting ready. And I did make some comics, um, as a kid, I thought I wanted to be a 
comic artist, like maybe a lot of kids uh, when they're little wanted to do. That was my uh, exposure to art. There, you know, in Vegas, there's, there wasn't really, couldn't go to the, the museums and stuff. So it was like comic books. When I discovered comics, I thought, okay, that's comics has art, and so yeah. I'm going to be a comic artist. So, uh, but I would try and do them, but mainly I was, I liked creating characters, drawing characters, coming up with their strengths and kind of the idea, and then hardly ever telling the story. I would just move on to another character. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that was the fun part for me. And and I realized, you know, if I was going to be a, you know, at the time, I kind of only knew Marvel and DC and a little bit about other underground comics, but mainly Marvel and DC. And um, I kind of could tell I couldn't do that. <laughs> mm. I could not only, I mean, just it's the talent, you know, I, I you know, I think as a lot, a lot of kids think, oh, I, I wish I could draw better. But I was, I was happy about my drawing, but I also was like, I don't know if I could handle this. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's pretty intimidating. Yeah. So I started looking and thinking about other options um, as, as a teenager and in, especially in high school and started, you know, well, I could, I could, I didn't know much about this gallery stuff. I didn't understand that either. Um, I was pretty naive, honestly, uh, shockingly. Um, in high school, I didn't, I mean, I of course knew museums and galleries existed and all of that, but I didn't really understand the idea or how it worked very much. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people do. If you're not exposed to that constantly when you're a kid, like I grew up in a tiny little town, I've never even really been to a gallery. Yeah. You know, how yeah. are you supposed to know? I, I remember my mom, she's she's great, but it was kind of embarrassing. She she always tried to help out, and she brought me to a, a local mall, and they had a little, like, I don't even know what they're is it a gallery? Those little places that they sell art, but it's in the mall. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was, but it's, it's a mall. I mean, I remember the name. I shouldn't say it, but it was, it was just <laughs> one of those cheesy galleries that sold like, you know, prints, prints, reproductions, and fake, you know, kind of Remington style. And oh, uh, and she showed them my my artwork and portfolio, and they were probably just like, that. this was crazy because it was just. I was, of course, you know, I was like, I don't know, my stuff just looked like comics. And and did you know she was doing that? Yeah, I mean, I went along. Oh, I was okay. there. And, uh, yeah, but then I realized, you know, that's probably probably not the place. Even <laughs> At least then, she didn't drive you there in a UFO. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. See, parents are the worst. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what they're doing. When you're a teenager, they're just the worst. Well, yeah. In a loving way. In a loving way. I always, my mom was pretty great. She was always like, sometimes even we were like, even to this day, we're kind of like, sometimes the roles reverse a little bit. Because I remember as a kid, me and my brother were, we were into comics, we were into movies, we were into, um, you know, all, my brother was into skateboarding, all this stuff. We were like, mom, mom, we should, you need to quit your job, and we need to open a candy store slash comic store with some skateboards. And, you know, any other parent would kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 that's funny. And uh, she, my mom was like, oh, really? You think I should? And she started researching places oh. to rent 
And I and the, even we were at the time shocked. After about a week of of this, we were kind of like, "Mom, don't do this. It's a horrible <laughs> idea." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, okay." You know, she was just very kind of, uh, and that and that kind of got me into art school. She was just she's like, "Oh, you want to be an artist? Let's go look at some art schools and figure it out." There wasn't really any. She never really said, "Well, that's." how do you do this? And that's a hard job. And you'll never, you know, art is really difficult. Um, my dad was a little more like that, but um, his, his uh, answer was just like, be an architect. That's the closest thing to art and you make money. And I don't, I don't really believe that was true, but. Uh, Could you imagine what your buildings would look like? Yeah. I was like. They'd have googly eyes on them. Yeah, they would be, they wouldn't work. And <laughs> you have to be good at math, I think. So. Uh, yeah. And so did you decide to go to school for illustration or did you do fine art? <clears throat> yeah, I did not know what illustration was. Yeah. I I I only looked at a couple schools. I knew I you know, I was in Vegas. My best friend had moved to LA and I would go visit him there and so I knew, you know, California was cool. So <laughs> so I looked at schools only in California in in the LA area and I applied to uh Otis and art center, um, got into both and, um, yeah, uh, chose art center because I really liked the structure at the time. I thought, you know, if I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to play this, you know, game and, and I need to, it just felt like a business school, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't want to be at Otis. It was more like, Oh, you can look at this. You could, you know, you can paint and do whatever you want. And, I was like, I don't. I want to be told what to do for a while. I want to learn these skills. That that was my thinking then. Were you going straight out of high school? Um, I had not straight out of high school, but pretty young. Yeah, I had been yeah. out for about, um, I think maybe six months or less than a year. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's the thing. When you're that age, you kind of do want to be told what. To, I mean, I certainly did. Yeah, I you have no to, idea. I had no idea, and and so I did start. Yes, fine art. I actually oh, got into wow. fine art um, because I, again, naively thought painting equals fine art. Illustration, I thought, is that graphic design? I don't really get it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so I went for painting. And uh, honestly, I also thought, that's an easier way to get in. And that, that was my, that was my uh, way of like, well, I can show what I want and the personal stuff, and which is all I had. So, but I did... Within a year, I kind of figured it out and saw, you know, what people were doing at school and switched to illustration with a fine art minor. Okay, uh, I was going to ask, because you can do that, right? You can sort of straddle yeah. both a little bit there? I, I did, I, and, I, and I was really kind of, in a way, glad the way I went, because the first year, taking all these fine art classes, I really kind of enjoyed it. Um it kind of, you know, opened my eyes a bit and then kind of went into the illustration world maybe from a different angle. I was, I, I felt like I knew more about, in the classroom, they talk about, you know, these famous illustrators that I didn't really know, but I knew a lot about fine art and uh, taken history of fine art. And I thought it was really kind of an, I could access that history and bring it into my work and... Mm-hmm. That was an advantage in a way. And um, I don't know. I don't believe it now, but at the time I thought, you know, not really knowing 
what illustrators, the history of illustration was almost an advantage because I didn't want to, you know, I was going to carve my new path, which is so <laughs> strange, but it was like, I, you know, I felt almost, I didn't really care about what illustration, what the world of illustration was. I was going to just do it my way. And, yeah. And actually, I think you're right. Like that kind of, sometimes when you go in with that naive point of view is actually good because you don't have preconceived ideas about what things are supposed to be or what is good and what is bad and what is this and what is that like it just you can just go and do your thing yeah I was doing and again I think the pressure was it's changed so much now being a teacher and you know I would I see it a little differently but I think I was just lucky at the time I think the timing was right we had a the school the head of the department Phil Hayes was he was just very open uh, I mean I was sewing zippers together and ripping apart doll parts and like I'm an illustration major and he loved it and uh, never said well you can't get a job with this or how are you going to do that it all kind of came together and um, worked out and it was kind of a you know it was an incubation process being in school not worrying about where is this going what can I get out of this and I think uh, you know that could have all just blown up and gone wrong I mean being older now my our daughter like oh you know are you sure but (laughs) is she is she still in high school or is Lily yeah okay but she's graduating this year right uh she'll be a senior next year okay okay but she's got her eyes on she's so prepared more than I was more than I was Lily's work is so sophisticated we always joke about how like our work at her age is so silly and Lily's work is beautiful yeah, well she's grown up with you yeah. guys and going to residencies and being surrounded like you have such cool artist friends come over all the time and you know like she's grown up with that it's just so neat yeah, yeah. I, I mean Esther's I guess your dad in a way was an artist and you had that but my parents were uh, it was nothing there no artists. I just I don't know it just happened and found it you know I always just think it's so isn't it good that Lily is into art? Like, just imagine if she was a science kid or something. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it worked out pretty well that she, you know, was kind of born an art kid and now, and then she got to grow up surrounded by you guys. And I can't wait. I actually even mentioned her in the book because I was like, wow. keep an eye out for this one because big things, you know, like she's, yeah. she's going to be so successful. It's so exciting. Oh, I yeah. hope so. She, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, we know some kids who are, the parents are artists, and then the, the kid has kind of gone the opposite direction, and that's it's that's fine. interesting. Which too. is fine too, yeah. But it's just kind of neat that she's that she's you know yeah. got the same got the same drive as you guys in the same area. I picked Charlie up from school the other day, yeah. and he's do because he's in middle school now, so they do they're called exploratory. So they you know they do sewing and home ec and woodworking and blah blah blah. So they get to try everything, and so he's in the art and drama thing. I pick him up and he goes, oh, mommy, I hate art. Oh, no. And I was like, dude, what are you doing to me? Are you trying to break my heart? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. They, they may come around. You never yeah. know. Well, I think it's the teacher, too, right? Like, if you don't have yeah. a teacher who's super into it, and they don't. And so, um, but he uh, loves drama. Drama was my other thing. So I'm like, okay, at least he's, and he's so creative, but he'll just find his own path. But I just, I just think what Lily does. Um, I follow her on Instagram, and I mean, she's uh, just so talented. It's a neat little uh, experiment in a weird way. Yeah. It's like it's, I mean, I of course, any like 
Esther and I are, what a dream to have to grow up with, surrounded by art. I mean, that would that would have just been, I mean, I didn't know that there's art high schools and all of that yeah. stuff. And, uh, oh, you know? I know, I know. It's so cool. Well, and, and being in um, L.A., like, she's got exposure to all sorts of things that, you know, you just, if you're from somewhere small, you don't even know exist. No. Um, so did you guys meet at Art Center? Yeah, yeah we did. In we, first year or how far along into school? Um, I was half, I was about halfway through and you were Actually, graduating. I was about to graduate. I only had like three months, you know, a, a semester left. Yeah. Oh, was, and how did you meet? Just through other people, like in a class or what? Uh, we, I yeah. knew of Mark's art because Mark was kind of an art star at the time. He had a really good group of um, artists when he was going through, and they were doing very experimental things. And uh, I was just really paying attention to a lot of people in in his um, group about to graduate. And they would just go above and beyond, you know, like and people would turn in a little portfolio for scholarship and just set it on a table. And then... Um, his group was so competitive, they would check out uh, classrooms and fill the entire classrooms with giant paintings and uh, just kind of like friendly compete against each other. And um, Mark was doing a lot of really experimental stuff with like going to thrift stores and, uh, you know, buying bags of dolls and then like sewing them all together or... Um, oh, I was very Mike Kelly. Or like the... <laughs> taking all these zippers from a thrift store and sewing them together and stretching it around a canvas. Yeah. It was, I thought that was very exciting at the time because it was like, is that illustration? Yeah. (laughs) Illustration. What is blowing my mind? And, um, you're like, I want to have a baby with that guy. That guy. (laughs) I saw Esther's work at, she was, yeah, you were about a year or so behind. So usually what happens is as you're closer to graduation, maybe we get more, presence in the galleries and stuff but Esther was definitely uh on her way and and I remember seeing we had a uh, they don't do it anymore but remember they had a uh, art they had like a, a fundraiser or like you could, the students could sell their work and they would get the money to do whatever and I think some went to scholarship and uh, they'd have an art uh you know on the main street in Pasadena an art sale rent a building and everything it was amazing and uh that's where I first saw Esther's pieces they were they were drawings we still have them and uh they were just really really like they stood out they were really strong and great and I remember me and my friend I was like yeah that's that's that Esther girl I gotta talk to her more and I think I had met her at uh it was either right before or after that we met in a classroom or something we went to like a Remember, we went to a meeting for, they were always, you know, an intern thing, or you could work at a, oh, Hallmark, a cards. Hallmark Cards, which is not us. <laughs> they came to visit, and they were like, you know, do you want to work for, for Hallmark Cards? And not to bash it, but we kind of were like, let's just go listen to it. We need a break. And we kind of went just to kind of uh, know that that's not what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were going there. I honestly, in, in hindsight, was like, oh, I was going there. Ah, these are so silly. I would never work for Hallmark. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this might have to be a backup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you kind of go as a, I'm joking, but you're too cool for it, but you're really listening. So, yeah, exactly, just in case. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then, you know, started just hanging out a little bit. and then, But then by, I had already made plans to move to New York. 
uh, right after graduation, um, literally like a week after. Oh. That was just the plan, and because uh, I was just ready to get started, and they, you know, was told I had to move to New York if you wanted to have a career in freelance illustration, or else you'd have to work in-house on video games or something. Right, yeah, yeah. This is my world, so I was like, oh, I better move to New York, and I took that, you know, to heart, and uh, it already planned it, so uh, that was when the time came, it was it was really interesting, because I remember, you know, we were dating, but then I, I, we, I went, we kind of talked about it, I was like, you know, best for me to, to go ahead and go, and Esther had another year or so of school. So that kind of, uh, we had a long distance relationship for a while. Wow. After only being together for a few months. Uh Yes. Yeah. That was a thing. Like for me, I was like, oh yeah, this is great. This is it. It's going to work out. But I didn't even think about that amount of time, but, um, it all worked out. I went to New York, kind of got things rolling and got jobs and it worked out. I loved it, but I also would come back to LA a lot and, uh, you know, come back for a few days or a week, and then it would be two weeks, and suddenly they'd come back to a month or the whole summer. Um, and and then Esther would come yeah, out to New York, yeah, and she'd come out to New York, and I could introduce her to the people at the New Yorker or Rolling Stone, and so she was, you know, and she was already getting work um, before graduation because of yeah things like American Illustration Annual entering that. Right. Right. It was great that so we were already like helping each other uh, career-wise. Uh, wow, you know. what a team! And then so Esther, you went out there right after you graduated, right? Yeah, yep. um, we moved. Mark had come back to California, um, and we were living together here. And then I graduated, and we uh, loaded up my car and then drove cross country. Oh, did you take a long? Like, did you do it long and leisurely, or did you hurry? I think, what did we take, a week or so? I think we were eager to get out there. Yeah. We did stop at places on the way. We stopped at a lot of tourist places on the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then... um, We we did. That was a great... Knowing, I think that was such an amazing time because when I went out, New York was scary. I'd never even been there, really. And and then I honestly didn't really want to move there and then told I had to. And then kind of did it and figured it out, you know, that I, I liked it. And then being able to move back, I moved back to California for a little while. And then when Esther graduated, we moved and knowing, you know, oh, it's going to be amazing, kind of already knowing the the ropes a little bit was really helpful. Um, yeah. And then you get to do it with somebody that you're yeah, newly yeah. in love with. <laughs> yeah. And we had no plan. We still had no place to live. We didn't have a lot of money, but, you know, we just kind of you know, back then you're young, you're just like a friend of a friend. Yeah. Has a place in Brooklyn and we just show up and Did you guys live with other people or was it or do, was it just you when you went together? We uh, moved we moved us. on our own. Yeah, we rented a place for one year and we're like, Oh, rents in New York are too expensive. We're just gonna buy a place. We might as well spend our money on a mortgage. Well and at that time not, we could do great. that. We got lucky. I got a big job. You know, yeah, yeah. They were raising our rent after the first year, which is normal, I guess. But we were shocked. We and, were uh, offended, and we were, like, <laughs> we were so mad about it. And I had just my, gotten lucky and gotten a big job with uh, Widening Kennedy for Coca Cola. Oh my gosh! Animation. So we had that was enough to put a down payment on a um, 
the co-op in Brooklyn. So we were living in Brooklyn and we stayed in, in Park Slope area. And uh, that seems insane now. And it is. But it, it, <laughs> you were it, so young, too. Yeah, it was cheaper then. I mean, it was still a lot. And we were still, oh, my God, it's 1200 a month. This is insane. You know, but <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is 1996. So yeah. um, we were somehow freelance illustrators able to come up with the money to buy a place and, wow. and but then you know my even my dad was like that's a mistake you know don't buy it's too expensive and it it actually you know the best thing we did yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that because then you were there for 10 years right not that long actually oh. about five years oh, okay but my brother well anyway he was there about 10 I think he kind of outlasted us he moved a few years after me, um, but um, yeah, it's just one of those decisions. You just like me going to art center was kind of on a on a whim. I didn't look at many other schools, and then moving to New York was kind of a honestly a decision I made within a couple hours, just because one instructor who visited said you should do that, and then <laughs> buying a place was on a whim. It was like really, you know, those things are just amazing positive things, but. Um, we seem to work that way. And sometimes we do things where we're like, oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. Like, like selling it. Yeah. <laughs> or, not, you know, now it's four times what we sold it for. But, oh, yeah. but that's always the way, though, right? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. But, and so, but Lily was born there, right? Yeah. She was born in New York, yeah. And, um, and then when she was about one, we moved to upstate New York because we just thought she'd have a better quality of life growing up um in upstate but um, well, we didn't technically not upstate but upstate. well yeah it was, it was uh near um chatham new york the hamlet of ghent ah oh fancy yeah, yeah. it was very not tiny that. all they had was a dairy queen wasn't that fancy <laughs> oh. <laughs> dairy queen can be fancy depending on the blizzard you order yeah. um, and then so did you guys would you live there and then i guess you could work from home or did you have to go into the city a lot we worked from home, but we. I also was still teaching at Pratt one day a week. Just oh, to, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Both Mark and I were teaching at Pratt, and then uh, after we had Lily, he would stay home with Lily, and I would go teach because I enjoyed it. And um, and then he would watch the Miss, and um, um, it was fun. We we made the effort to drive into the city mm-hmm. once a week because we really missed um the city. And I thought it was really stimulating. And, yeah. I really yeah. missed it. I realized, uh, I mean, it was beautiful where we were, and you got the land and the big house, but uh, I I missed the, the high pace. Of the yeah, city. the energy. and Yeah, so we actually tried to move back, but it just wasn't going to work out. And um, we ended up, you know, that's how we ended up back in California. We, we got offered... Um, to teach at Art Center. You we're, both got offered at the yeah, same time? Yeah. Wow. We're going to yeah. co-teach a class, which we still teach that same class. Wow. Um, it was just a fluke, and, and it was <clears throat> it was just like one little, we were thinking of moving. We weren't really totally happy where we were. Um, it, it was not long after 9-11. Things were really kind of hard. The illustration world was, for us at least, was kind of on a downturn. We were kind of struggling a bit, and... Uh, we needed a change and, you know, Lily, you know, just born, it was all new stuff. And so we, um, 
we just said yes. And again, another quick decision within a couple of weeks, we suddenly were living in California teaching. Wow. It was not a plan. No, we thought we'd be in New York forever. That was, yeah, we never thought we'd, yeah, see the school again. And, uh, that was really interesting, wasn't it? it was like, yeah, to come back. And we were giddy and happy, and everything felt right. You know, like it just started suddenly, even didn't matter, you know, anything else. Suddenly it was like everything seemed easier. And we needed, right. We needed a little bit of easiness right then and there. It was, it was, a, it was a lot of stress and things happening. So it was fun and enjoyable. And, and did you feel good being back at your old school? Yeah, we yeah, loved it. We yeah. had a- Community yeah, right away, and, and friends. We had, we had been so isolated in up upstate, and then also in LA, there was like it's kind of exciting because there were all these new bubbles, uh, little art bubbles. Like you could get into the zine world, and you could go into gallery world. Which I think in New York City there was more stigma about at that time about illustrators exhibiting in fine art galleries. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could see L.A. being a little more chill about that. And so is that when you guys started actually, because you, you, when you were in New York, were you mainly just illustrating or were you doing your own work on the side too? Um, illustration, but we'd always do our own thing, but not really for Like gap. you weren't exhibiting or anything? No. 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 no, we'd be in group shows, but they were always like illustration-themed group shows. Okay. And then, yeah, it was when we got out here, there was a lot more... Um, opportunity there were boutique galleries and a lot of people were following the model of billy shire um who um you know he had this really fun store this wacko shop (laughs) where you could buy all kinds of novelty trinkets but um he had paintings on a wall coming from like subversive culture like a hot hot rod tattoo and Mm. book culture and exhibiting it as art which um it wasn't our thing we didn't fit in that mold either honestly but i saw it as a well they're open-minded was for me the biggest kind of thing and it was our way in and uh i mean i love some of that stuff but i just felt like we still got we still got like well you're not really this you know we didn't know where we fit in which which was fine but um like esther was painting landscapes you don't see a lot of landscape uh, lowbrow stuff necessarily right right and um so we just kind of we had our foot in there and and then even things like comic-con started um had a booth there and we just did everything and we kind of didn't really over worry about it and um that's been our yeah. i think that's been the reason why we do okay now is because we just followed what we were interested in, and we wear multiple hats, and we don't worry about it too much. Like, there became a, a point where we no longer had an easy answer of, like, uh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> and that, I actually think, became a strength. And even to this day, it's interesting how you get pressured to define yourself a certain way, and to this day, our strength is is not being so easily definable. So what yeah. do you say if somebody says, what do you do? The simple answer is we're artists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I often tell my students uh, recently, I was talking to, you know, these um, early, early students are beginning art center and I'll go into 
I was subbing for Aaron Smith, a friend of ours, and I was just uh, love him. going into uh, what I do again, yeah, explaining it, and then I was just like, it's kind of like, I, I feel like our career and our, our it's, like, it's like Jenga, or like, <laughs> you know, it's like everything's stacked up and do a little bit of everything all stacked, but, you know, one wrong move, it can come tumbling down, or at least you feel that, but then you can kind of quickly, you yeah, know. stick another piece in there. <laughs> and, and hold it up and... Or, or you know, like a like a deck of cards. You, you kind of it would just stress me out too much to think of like, oh my God, how are you doing this? Like, I don't want to hear that. I just gotta like, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen next month or next week, but um, it all seems to work out. Um, yeah, well, and it's really cool too that you guys have each other in a way because you're yeah. both going through sort of the same stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can kind of have each other's back about that and have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And, um, you know, cause I think sometimes when you're on your own, like if your spouse really is just doesn't get it mm-hmm. yeah. in those times of, you know, when things are super lean, it's just like, Oh my God, like the, the instinct to quit or jump or go do something else. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's kind of nice that you guys have each other and, and it's yeah. like your personalities are the same too, where, you know, you kind of roll with things. Yeah. We're, yeah. We, I think we're really good about, um, we take, uh, wacky risks with our career and there's lots of ups and downs and, um, we do thrive off that adrenaline rush of like that hustle trying to, um, uh, increase the workload if it gets really slow. Yeah. Well, and you're both super prolific. Like you're just constantly making stuff, whether it's for a show or if it's just a, a zine about butts because your friends are over or yeah. like whatever. Like you can you guys get a group of friends together and not make something? No. No. Well, <laughs> we have we'll have people even like guests come to town. Sometimes they're not artists at all, but we'll we had a friend of my sister and come visit and she she's not an artist but we the, we took the whole group like all of us to the beach and got out you know like all the watercolors and we went to oh we went to the uh Descanso gardens too and we got out the watercolors <laughs> passed around paper like everyone made art yeah. everybody it's awesome I love that you guys do that next why didn't we do that when I was there I know oh, yeah. it was too busy or something I don't I, know I know because well, Martha was there art i know yeah. we should definitely be making art come back come back okay deal i'm coming <laughs> back in uh i'm gonna be there in october from when the book comes out yes so yeah. we, i because i but i mean i, I remember speak, when i was I, what's yeah, up class. pardon you're gonna speak in my class I'm yes happy. and so are you oh good because you're in the book so we'll talk yeah, about yeah. all that but okay. it's so cool because um when I was there a couple of years ago for the Big Jerk book, and um, Martha and I did the talk at Skylight, and you guys were there, and Aaron, and, um, you know, there are all these cool art people, and then we went over to Aaron's for dinner, and we're sitting there, and I was looking around, and I'm like, look at all these cool people. Like, if somebody had told me before I started um, Jaws Curator that I'd be hanging out with you guys, I would have, like, yeah, it would have blown my mind. And then after the fact, I was like, Hold on, there wasn't a zine. We didn't paint a rock. There was like. <laughs> That's we, right. Yeah, yeah, we need to do more of that. We need to we do more, more, yeah. But, um, well, yeah, what, what, I just saw something about, weren't you at a zine 
Wasn't there a show just like a couple days ago? Yeah, yeah Zine Fest. There's yeah. a little, yeah, little uh, a Zine Fest thing. We we do um, we don't do them as much as we used to, but I really enjoyed this one. And uh, it's just a place again, a <clears throat> tabling event, a place to kind of we see it as like uh, excuse to make art. Yeah, and uh, and, it, and 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 kind of test our market in a way, kind of show people what we're working on and, and just something to get excited about. Um, well, speaking of your things you're working on and you were just saying, you know, about kind of being chill and rolling with things. Do you ever, and I'm guessing the answer is no, but when like Mark, when you're gluing googly eyes onto things yeah, or Esther, you're putting like glitter on shit. Do you ever think like, do you, does it ever occur do you ever worry if somebody's gonna buy it or you're like these googly eyes are awesome and I need to put them on here now? Um, I would say yeah, we're not worrying about if somebody's gonna buy yeah. it at well, that time. To be honest, you are a little bit not at that time. Like when you, I feel like when you're actually making the work, well, but then afterwards you step back and you look at it and you're like, who would buy this? <laughs> well, I think the googly eyes. I have to say, um, I remember that. I only just recently started doing that. Like, I love and them. And that was from Esther. That was Esther. I had done a painting. Uh, I think it was Michael Jackson. I was doing these daily, kind of borrowing from Martha Rich, doing a, you know what, times were kind of, uh, we weren't slow, that busy. So it was slow. And I'm slow. like, I need, a, I need a thing to do. So I'll start doing a painting a day, small painting. And, you know, I give myself all these rules. Like I have to... Uh, you know, it has to be done within an hour, and it has to be a certain size, and I have to post it, you know. That's the key. Oh, I love that. Yes, that All is that the key. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, and that led, we can talk about this big, big thing that, again, I tell my students about. You just never know where things are going to head. You can't, you can plan. It's good to plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. My this, that. But there's, for us, there's at least half the time, it's unplanned. You just do something, and like, Putting the googly eyes on it leads to something bigger. So I, I had done a little portrait of I think Michael Jackson and Esther said it needs something. It came in the studio. I'm like, yeah, it's just it's boring just to pick a painting of him, a little mini painting. And I, I, you know, I know people would like it. It was funny, but she's like, add something like googly eyes, and we happened to have some. And <laughs> sure, sure, of course you did. Yeah, and and that, and that <laughs> sold. And then it, I posted online. It sold in like five minutes. <laughs> and so you know. We're not dumb. We're like, okay, that worked. I'm going to do it again. And so I did the goes or something, and I did, uh, I did, I started doing album covers uh, from my collection um, because I was, re- I've kind of gotten back into record collecting, and uh, and you know, and it's, you know, I have a reference, and I needed to do something quick. So and it it ties everything together. It's kind of it's got the pop element and the nostalgic element. So I started posting these one a day records and they were selling right away especially with the googly eye so um yeah and um uh, that's how it started we just kind of don't think about it and then uh and then we do we do it <laughs> and then you, and then you go okay this works i'm going to you know take this to the next level and i think there yeah i think that's something that i'm trying to i try to convey when i'm teaching too is is that careful balance of um don't worry about it, experiment, do something that feels right but wrong, and then and then you figure out, like, okay, yeah. how can I make a living doing this? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, play and experiment, but pay attention. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's good yeah. to have rules, too. I also tell people, like, uh, if I get a job, you know, and I don't stick to it all the time, again, being realistic, but if I get a job for something and I just need to have these these parameters, parameters in place. So I'll be sitting at my computer, you know, uh, at my desk, and uh, I'll, I'll be, okay, I have to do this job for whatever, magazine, or some 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 job of some sort and I'm like I can only use materials that I can reach from this chair you know <laughs> it's really ridiculous then I'll open the drawer and there'll be like a couple of post-it notes a pair of scissors a broken pencil and <laughs> some ink and I will and some markers and I'll I'll uh I'll I'll start with that you know and uh it kind of it's a nice way of limiting and kind of I feel I'm hoping the humor comes across in my work where it's like, that is just so stupid. You're, you <laughs> need office supplies to make, it's even better if it's for a big, important thing. Like, yeah, yeah. To the New Yorker with, with some highlighters, you know. It's like, <laughs> I like that idea. And, um, of course, you know, you can kind of come in and, I, I mean, I, I use the computer a lot and change things. But um, it's just a nice starting point of, Oh. Yeah, just to get you going. I always say that to people too. And I didn't figure that out until I did Creative Block and all of the artists were sending in these Jumpstarter projects and so yeah. many of them were like, make rules and play within them. Yeah. And it makes sense because when you're at art school, you're given assignments and then you go and do the thing. And then you graduate and you're like, you got a big giant white canvas and you're like, I don't know. Like you yeah. can do oh, anything yeah. and it's so broad that you're like, well, then I'll just do nothing, I guess. Yeah. And if you can make those, that's why I always say to people, make rules and play within them because suddenly you have a starting place. Yeah. Yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is, and, and we've all done it, is start a piece and and judging it, right? You know, yeah. within the first hour. I mean, I, I'll, you can kind of tell, as an artist, you can kind of tell. When you start drawing something, they're just somehow, sometimes it just you know it's going to be awesome. And it yeah. usually yeah. is great. And you're happy. and But sometimes I'll start a piece and I'm like, this is, I'm wasting my time. This is stupid. But if I've learned to just say, you know, okay, you can start over at any time, but just give your, and sometimes I do, but sometimes do you, I'm like. So do you put that away and come back to it or do you just like flip or, it over? Or I just say, work on it for a little bit longer, even yeah. though it's crappy. And it sometimes becomes the best piece um, and other times like at book signings or, or when we have to kind of draw on the fly I've been having to do that more lately I was never you know that kind of artist who can just like in front of people draw and people go wow but I've learned to get better at it or at least ignore my worries about it by actually it seems silly to say but almost hoping it's a crappy drawing like uh, yeah. hope I'm going to draw something, and if it's weird and really bad, that is hilarious. And it actually takes the pressure off, and it actually, I'm happier with it. And maybe it is a crappy drawing, but who cares? Yeah. I think you not care. And it's not just the drawing that people are looking at, right? It's the, I don't know, I feel like there's an energy that people can tell, like, you kind of were worried about this. You were insecure. It looks like it. Well, you know, yeah, but you weren't just, having fun. Yeah, the same drawing, you just didn't care. It's somehow better. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that's not like for all types of art. You can't do that on everything. And, and I'm not saying I don't go in and super like 
fix things that are total <laughs> bug me, but it's a good starting point. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing with you guys, like, doing, you know, bringing the watercolors to the beach and, like, you know, doing, you know, always just be making stuff because, yeah, like, a percentage of it is going to be crap. A yeah. percentage of it is going to be great. Some of those crappy pieces are going to have really cool, like, you know, if the Michael Jackson hadn't worked out but you love the googly eyes, like, you take the googly eyes to the next piece and you go yeah. again and you go again. And I think that's where the exciting thing is. And if you're not prolific and constantly making some crap and some good stuff, you're just never going to hit those yeah. quote-unquote lucky moments. Yeah, right. you know, and when you look at your old drawings, because I do a lot, is when, when you're a little kid, and I remember, oh, I hated that drawing. I'm so bad at it. And those are my favorite ones because you like that they're wrong. That they're yeah. <laughs> That's I like what I love about both of your work is that, you know, there's no preciousness, that it's just yeah. um, – like, you know, sort of raw, or it's got that naive look, and that's hard to do. Uh -huh. Like, people yeah. think it's like, oh, that's easy, like, you know, it looks like a kid painted it, but if you're not a kid, and you're a grown-up, and you try and paint it, like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. And you can trick, you can do, there's other, Esther does things, like, she, she'll paint upside down, uh -huh. uh, yeah. you know, and, or sometimes... <laughs> I'll close my eyes for a few seconds while I keep going. It's just yeah, Mark yeah. Uses, yeah, Mark uses those materials that are yeah. hard to control. Yeah. Right? yeah like, have you been pouring paint or something, Mark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have actually, my newest series is, I would say, the loosest paintings I've ever done. And I think partly because I need glasses. And you're using I'm materials wearing, you can't, yeah, I'm you wearing, can't manage. Yeah, I'm well. new to glasses. I just started wearing glasses a year ago, and, um, oh, they bug me, but <laughs> I don't know. That's hilarious. And, and, and so I can't maybe, I mean, in a weird way, you can see more because I, these are um, for close-up, so I can, I can kind of magnify it a bit, but then other times, I don't know. It's just, That's and then so I, funny. yeah, I think it's also the materials. I'm, I'm literally, um, pouring paint and I will make a mark or a line and uh, again like just let it happen and there's other times where I would be like oh I gotta I got to erase that and I'd look for something to fix it and I'm like no you made that mark you have to own it and uh, too bad in a kind of a way um, of course that's so freeing though that yeah. I've been trying to paint like that too and instead of getting so hung up on like perfection if you just like if if you sort of think of nothing as a mistake, yeah, and then just work with what happened, yeah, it's much more freeing, and you end up with much better results. Yeah. You know what my favorite new tool is, and uh, to paint with, I can't use it all the time, but uh, I try and use it a lot. Is uh, those caulking guns from the hardware oh, store? I wondered about that. I I've, I've been painting with that and you know you see put it in the little gun and then you poke a hole in the top and yeah and it's crazy and it starts coming out it won't stop and you just have to make a decision <laughs> and especially like trying to write words or but I mainly have to just do lines and twirls or hair and then and then when you want it to stop you have to kind of find a head because it takes a couple seconds it keeps coming out yeah, yeah. so yeah. you just have to like fling it to the other side of your studio yeah. just throw it yeah. <laughs> I sometimes do that and I'll throw paint onto the other canvas that, yeah have another one on the opposite side. Yeah. I've been painting with a um, with a cake icing kit lately. Yes. Oh I've my been, god, it's yeah. so satisfying. It is. It's good yeah. stuff. And yeah. All that. Kind you know, of I stuff. have to tell you a glasses story. Yeah. Glasses. Yes. So I I hardcore need my glasses now, and 
I hadn't been wearing them for a day or two because I don't know, I was like going to the beach or doing something. Anyway, and I'm getting ready in the morning, brushing my hair, putting in a ponytail, and I was looking at myself and I was like, like mid 40s now, and I was like, you know what? Damn, I look good. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of freckly and like dewy and like so pretty, and I was like, wow, I think I like took my into my 40s to really, really come into my own, and I was like, yeah, girl, hair is on point. And then I put my glasses on, and I was like, oh Jesus! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was like, oh no! I yeah. without the glasses, I can't see any wrinkles. I can't see any blemishes. I can't see the gray roots coming in without my glasses. I am so oh. hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if I could just wear, if, if me not wearing glasses, if everyone else could see me the way I see me without glasses, fine. Yeah. it okay. would be great. <laughs> it was a very harsh reality when those bad boys, I got them back from the eye doctor, and I was like, oh, no. Anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it really does mess with your whole It really does. God. Um, okay, so let's talk about your great big show that's open. Because are you guys, this show is you guys together, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we, we each get a, our own gallery. Yeah, yeah, it's actually like, well, it's a, it's a gallery with uh, three Multiple or four rooms. rooms. We are in, we each have our own room. And uh-huh. then there's uh, one other artist, uh, Caitlin Lonigan, um, uh, is showing in, in, one, in the main room, honestly. And yeah, we are the little tester. Room. Yeah, she's in the big room. We each, but these, this gallery is, is just beautiful and amazing. And, um, yeah, Susan Velmetter LA Projects is, just an amazing gallery, and she's really supportive. We love her. She's of, great. Um, uh, a lot of artists, and she likes to have a lot of diverse artists um, in uh, like range of work, and uh, you know, established artists and newer artists. Have you ever she, shown with her before? Uh, yes, yeah, I was show. in a I was in a show, yeah, group show in the back, and I at the time I was taking care of my granddad in Texas and he had a an emergency so I couldn't be at the opening and oh, yeah. I was so bummed because I had uh, I really love her gallery and have a lot of respect for uh, the artist she chooses and and I was so honored to be a part of that group show but uh, now um, our show is coming up and we'll get to be there and we're very excited and um she actually saw Mark's one-a-days that he was doing with the, the blobby, googly eye yeah. Uh, yeah. record covers. And um, she came by and bought one of those pieces. Yeah, that's, again, one of those things where I got an email. And we, yeah. we knew Suzanne, but we didn't – we had no <clears> – right? We had no, like – she's not – she's not going to show our work. It's just a different world, which is totally fine. And we like going she to her gallery. She's like heavy hitters. Yeah, she's just a different world, and we thought that's cool. But we love her, and her, and it was cool that Esther was in a group show once years ago, and and then um, she out of the blue emailed and said, um, "I like these little paintings you're doing, and uh, can I come for a studio visit?" Remember? Uh-huh, yeah, and, and she uh, see both of our work. Yeah, and we were kind of like, honestly, I was just in the mindset of like. Uh, yeah, you can come by, and uh, we we were like, I don't know, we were just kind of like, we were just going to be ourselves, and we were like, we live at home, we work at home, it's in, we work in the backyard. We work on the dining room the table, dining, yeah. we work yeah. on the house. And, you know, we weren't going to be like, oh, wow, you know, let's let's put on the, let's, let's make it fancy for her. We just kind of let her come in and see what we were doing, and I was like, yeah, I sell these little paintings for a hundred bucks, and uh 
she's like, oh, I love them. They're so great. And she's like, I never, ever, I'm so busy. I never checked my email, but I happened to just timing wise, your email popped up right when I was going to, you know, I was on a break for a couple of days and, and, uh, it just worked out. And, um, even when she was over, I was just, we had no thoughts of her, of working with her really. I just, oh, she'll buy a little painting for a hundred dollars and that's cool. And, uh, then she, you know, she kind of even asked, like, well, what are you guys working on? What's your, what's your future plans? And at the time, Esther had another show lined up. And she's like, oh, I'm going to show. Oh. Also at um, Greg Escalante. Oh, yeah. She had another show in L.A. That, and that one had just ended, and I was getting ready for the Italy show, I think. No, I think yeah. you were also going to do another Greg show oh, in the yeah, future. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had one lined up. But, um, that's right, right. And I kind of totally jokingly said, you know, Oh, well, we can put all that down if you want to show Esther and me. That's right. Marcus is I just blind. Said it wow. Because I knew it wasn't possible. And it was just, and she goes, well, like, that's a possibility. And then Mark was on the phone, and I was like, yeah. You yeah, know. I got a phone call. I was call. like, you should show Mark's work, too. And, and uh, she was like, yeah, I'm thinking about showing both of you. But um, it, was, it was really good because um, after I had graduated from grad school, I had tried really hard to do all the right things to make a good impression on Susan Belmetter on an earlier studio visit where I had rented a studio space and, you know, it had all this fancy modern furniture and um, I tried to use all my $60,000 fancy words and, um, you know, and, and she would tolerate <laughs> But I think this studio visit was so much better because we were very real. Uh, we were we were very yeah. we were just we weren't we weren't trying to create a facade or be somebody we're not. And that's the best um, way we've learned. Yeah. yeah, that is just that's just the best way. Yeah, because then if you get a show based on your sixty thousand dollar words, <clears throat> uh, it's just so not you, and then the whole thing is just uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is that, that is totally. Um, that's totally true, and that's. I think that was a a very nice reassuring lesson for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. that was you know something great came out of it. And yeah, uh, it's so, have, they, have you guys sh you've shown together before, right? Yeah, yeah, we have. We've shown multiple times. Um, a lot. Okay. Uh, together, but we always do our own thing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so in your two separate rooms, you've just got your own things going on. Yeah. Yeah, Mark is going to have these fictitious uh, record covers. Um, I love them so much. And do you have ceramic? Did I see you're doing ceramic records? Yeah, I I asked Susanna. I was like, I was thinking about doing some ceramics. I'd never done them before. I was going to say, have you ever done ceramics? No, no. But I thought, you know, I had an idea, and I thought, well, that's simple. I'll make. I mean, I'd taken ceramic classes, and Lily is really into ceramics, and um, her daughter, and so I thought, I have an idea. I'll make some. Lily came home once with some stuff painted really amazingly I'm like how do you paint the ceramic yeah, and she showed me oh, and um, so I was like I'm gonna do ceramic records and uh, it was I only have four that I don't even know if they'll all end up in the show but it was it was an experiment and they were fun and I wanted to do more but um yeah that's a new thing they're just basically the, the I, I saw stuff. I saw I think a work in progress on your Instagram and I was like what is that yeah Loved what's it. fun about it What's fun about it is, again, I think a uh, little less control, right? Like yeah. with everything. So, uh, and then I, and then recently I, I took some of the paintings and um, 
photographed them, scanned them in, and um, manipulated them, and, and made a um, made a risograph printed book based on some of the paintings and drawings. And that was interesting because that changes it again. Um, it limits what I could do. I could only I had only I worked with three colors and trying to again real experimental. It was a mix of uh, some parts of the painting. Sometimes I just on the computer wrote and drew whole new things on top of the parts of the paintings and and then once they were printed I'm adding embellishments um, to the printed book so that'll be like a limited edition book that will be available at the gallery are um, they done because you've got about a week and a bit yes uh, well <laughs> still working on stuff no they're still working I mean the paintings are all done they actually surprised us and we're suddenly like uh, last week, they were like, we need the paintings, but we're going to come get them tomorrow. Is that okay? And we're like, ah. And they yeah. didn't have the hardware on the back. <laughs> and luckily, luckily, we, especially after it was, well, both of us, we kind of were ahead, I felt. But uh-huh. we will just keep working until the, the minute. Yeah. Before. Uh, I knew. And we then, would, Esther, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I am doing, um, my show is called Tire Universe. T-I-R-E. T-I-R-E, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're, I, I just did a series of paintings um, and of memories, of course, of my dad's saucers. And then I painted my mom a lot more in this, this group of paintings. A lot of people ask, where's my mom in a lot of paintings? Um, and I also painted some more contemporary moments. I, I painted... Um, you know, every weekend on Sunday, I have uh, what I call Watson Day. It's our, our Watson family day, and and um, we all uh, go to a picnic or whatever and do something. Uh, but I painted, you know, picking up my mom and my sister Krista at a gas station because um, they always meet us there. And I, I think it's really interesting, especially during this, this uh, political climate, how um, a lot of similar policies that our family affected our family um uh are coming back now Mm. um and it's interesting it's interesting to parallel some of that yeah it's like a bit of a time warp it is kind of like a time warp you know and i i I think the paintings i feel like on the surface they they look kind of like fun and playful and kind of off and odd and but there is kind of like this underlying, you know, um, sense of like failure or um, this struggle, this underlying struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's they, a little bit. It's so funny because your work is like that. It's like the colors and, you know, yeah. it just looks so fun and pretty. And then it, there's like this weird sadness to it. Yeah. And I really do like those kind of like... Um, kind of light, humorous moments that at the same time are kind of awkward and yeah. comfortable. And I, I I use that even in Unlovable in my comic. I, I really love that where you're laughing and then you're like, ooh, but it, it feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, my paintings kind of have that quality as well. And, um, yeah, there's just a lot of paintings, especially of like, uh, you know, failed transportation of like cars breaking down or needing new tires or running out of gas or, uh, you know, the whole time under the skies or this illusion of like 
you know, having this vision for this future of transportation and we're, we can, we can, you know, have the American dream that, you know, we can be resourceful and come up with something uh, visionary and we will be supported and um, it will change our lives and everyone else's for the better. And just kind of like always being like completely (laughs) oblivious to reality. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Make America great again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all in it. Here we go. Oh, it's my gosh. Falling apart around us. That's so cool. Did you do any sculptures for this one? No. Um, this one I didn't. Uh, they're all paintings. Okay. Uh, I did a lot. I really, Mark and I put it uh, like a thousand percent into this show, and I did more than enough paintings, and I did even extra drawings, and I even have some photography that I painted over, um, but I am going to show the paintings only, okay. uh, I believe, and um, and when I get there, I have way too many paintings, and we're going to edit it down, and I really like how you walk into a gallery, and you can walk around and read the narratives on the paintings, and they kind of piece together in this really interesting way, and um, I'll construct that narrative um, more uh, when we're hanging the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because your titles are so, so good. I think that's your titles are where, like, yeah, your titles are kind of like exactly what you're saying, like, funny, but then you're like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) I feel kind of sad now. I, we had our, my sister um, helping us um, when we were trying to get all, everything together to be uh, put on the truck, and I was like, could you just um, type oh, for, out, type for out, delivery. Yeah. yeah, for delivery. And I was like, could you just type out, uh, you know, all the titles of my paintings uh, onto this, you know, document. And, um, and she misspelled the title of uh, this one piece where I hadn't, I was, I told her what the title was, but I was about to paint the title on there. And it was the one of the, this full moon saucer that I was inspired by the full moon at Joshua Tree. And to make this saucer look like a full moon, and there's like clouds glowing all around it, <laughs> and um, she misspelled it, she as, misheard you. or misheard me, or something, and and, and yeah, that's true. Uh, typed it out as F O O L moon, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's incredible. That's so perfect because because it is kind of like this fool's errand. Yeah. This whole, you know, like vision for this better future that was just absurd from the beginning. Yeah, it's but like fool's gold. Like fool's gold, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, you kept it. Yeah, I kept it. So. I love it. So that's what you painted on the painting then. Yeah, I painted it on the painting. And uh, yeah, it's really Yet another serendipitous moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a reason. Yeah. Um, now, you guys, I know you have to go in a few minutes because yeah. um, you have a meeting about a video oh, that was yeah. made about Esther, right? That was crazy. Yeah. yeah um, there, um, an MFA student, um, Christy Fong, mm-hmm. um, here at Art Center, um, was, is, was working on, or still is, uh, a short uh, documentary about a local L.A. artist for the J.W. Marriott. And... Um, she proposed to me, and they said yes to that. And so um, we went around filming, and boy, that was that was the busiest 
semester when we when she wanted to do all that filming, it was really difficult. Well, we thought it would just be oh yeah oh it's like, a student film haha it'd be cool. <laughs> it's supposed to be one day we, and then it was like a week long. Oh my gosh, it was like we, okay meet meet us you know here meet us there meet us. Yeah, oh, I saw on your Instagram you were everywhere. I, I was everywhere, all over LA, all over LA. and it was the, it was really um, interesting. Yeah, she found all these architectural structures that look very spaceship flying saucery, and um, and um, had some really incredible um, shots. But one of the locations was on top of the JW Marriott, and um, oh we had to stand on top of the helipad. And there's, you know, there's no. Fencing no, around. No, no. <laughs> My feet are tingly already. I, Mark, oh, did you so... post it? Uh, yeah, Mark, Mark posted it, I think. That. And I was, I thought I was going to throw up while I was watching it, while you were climbing up the little laddery thing to get. Uh, yeah. And then well, there's no fence. Like you're just, you're, and you're so high. Like what if there's a gust of wind? Like yeah, that's what I said. Or an yeah. earth, earthquake. We're yeah. in California. <laughs> oh my god! And then uh, you had to stand on a box. Yeah, then uh, yeah, I had to stand on a box and um, yeah, and I just, we'll see yeah. if we're gonna go see it. Um, she's she's got a rough cut for us to take a look at um, this I morning. Know, they're doing all these special effects. Yeah, it's they're really doing weird. special effects. I think I even I saw a little clip of how I I they removed the box that I'm standing on, so it looks like I'm floating. I'm hovering over the heliport. I know. <laughs> over I L.A. That's even more scary. To I think this is going to be like a Zack Snyder Esther film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Uh, well, yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up so that, yeah, when she does release it, and uh, then when I can, you know, we can post it and show people. But I also had to just, like, talk about how terrifying that video was of just watching yeah. you get up there because I was like, I would just be like, hell no. Oh, no. Yeah. And then the worst thing for me would be is if I got up there and then there was like a snake up there too. You know, those are my a two, yeah. my, my two giant fierce snakes. And... A snake and a spider. Yeah. <laughs> On the helipad. Oh my God. It's like my nightmare. Um, okay. So you have to go. So I'm going to, I think the not so speedy speed round might actually be speedy. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. No. So now you'll have to take turns, kind of. But okay. The best thing that Mark cooks and/or bakes, and the best thing that Esther cooks and/or bakes. Go. Oh, Mark. And you is, have to answer opposite. Okay. Mark is the best at uh, making biscuits. He's oh. our biscuit maker. That's easy stuff. Uh, Esther actually cooks great everything. It. Uh, she can, we have not, I always say, we have nothing in the fridge, there's nothing, and then she makes some amazing thing. Um, biscuits are easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you make a mean mac and cheese, Esther? Oh, yeah. I like, Everything. yeah, I like to make mac and cheese, yeah. <laughs> okay, next time I come there, that's what I want. I want mac and cheese, and I want to make something with you guys. Okay, that'd be fun. Okay, deal. I'll bring dessert. Um, okay, and this you have to say at the exact same time. So I'm going to read it, and then I'll say one, two, three, and you both have to say it. Gosh. Okay. Favorite zine theme. I'll give you a moment. Theme. Favorite zine theme, if you could, either one that you've already done or one that you want to do. Okay, ready? Are you ready? No. <laughs> oh, my God, I have no idea. Okay, well, nothing. Okay, this is this is one of those things, Mark, where it's like you're opening your drawer and there's post-it notes in there. You're just gonna have to say some sort of zine that I would yep. make that you just have to do like right now. One, two, three. Random Fun. collage. 
And what did you say, Esther? Butt. But there you go. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. A collage of butts. Yeah, there you go. Done. That'd be good. Okay, that would actually be really good. Okay, now I overheard some kids at Charlie's soccer game on the weekend doing would you rather's. Oh yeah. And I really like this one. So, would you rather have four arms or four legs? Mm. Four arms. Yeah. Four arms. Just think how much art you guys could do if you had four arms. Right. Because you do so much with two arms. Yes. If I might want neither. Is there a, a, an option of none of the above? How about no. Marvel? No arms and no legs. We do actually. We already have four arms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. Between you, you do. Yep. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then the last one. Who made the first move when you guys met? Bart. I did. Probably. (laughs) You Uh, held my hand. Yeah. Oh. I think it was my graduation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You didn't think our first date was Beatles cafeteria? Oh, yeah. Did we disagree on the when was the date? Because I was like, I, you know, I was pretty shy. But Casual I was like, lunch oh, we should go to lunch. And I was in my head, of course, that's the date. And she was like, we just went to lunch. It was like a nursing home cafeteria. We did. I took her to a cafeteria. Like the old people with walkers and wheelchairs. Yeah, it's closed now, but the food was horrible. But it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was Beatles cafeteria. So that didn't count for you, Esther? No, because we were just having lunch in the middle of like, you know, there was like a big workshop at Art Center and then everybody went off to lunch and they were coming back in an hour. And yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. That's to me. And we went to Beatles cafeteria. Like, if you were planning a date, you would plan a nice place. And so, well, Esther, then what's your, what do you think your first date was? Yeah. Gosh, huh. I don't know. Oh, oh. We went to Vegas together. <laughs> that was not a date. <laughs> that was a weekend. Uh, that was, oh, my God. Well, there's definitely a discrepancy here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was more complicated because we were seeing other people, too. Really? But, yeah. Both of you? Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't working out. We knew that was destiny. Yeah, yeah. well, sure. I mean, those zippers getting sewn together and dolls <laughs> getting ripped apart. Like, that's yeah. you lock that down. I I could see that from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird. it. That is so weird. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so cool to, like, oh, wait, this is not speedy speed round, but I just have to ask, like, so I know you guys give feedback to each other and, like, you know, put googly eyes on this and whatever. It, does there ever come a time where it's like, shut up and stop giving me feedback? Hmm. Uh, we just ignore each other. Right. Point. Before we would, sometimes we discuss it. Like, we'll try to talk the other person into seeing our yeah. perspective. Yeah. If we really want to keep it. But sometimes we're just like, whatever. And then you just do something. <laughs> to a degree. But some, we do listen to each other a lot. I mean, we have a... I think Esther usually wins. Most of the time, I know she's probably right. But uh, but you... And I know... Mark I don't ask right if too. I know... If I kind of know what I want to do. I just don't even... Uh, right. Don't show her yet. Yeah. And and Mark always... Even if sometimes I don't want to hear it. And he's like, you got, you just got to start over. Do this over. You know, I'll I respect that, and I I know that that's what has to be done. Yeah, and there's certain things that I do that, especially I think that you you're just not interested in. You know, I was doing a lot of comic stuff for a long time, 
Um, that's not what the new series is about, but for a long time I was, and that's just not your thing. And um, so that makes sense. I didn't have to really, wouldn't make sense to ask advice about. Um, yeah, yeah. I do this or that. And, that's cool. Yeah. No, you guys, I, you've, I, I like seeing you guys together. You have such a cool vibe. And um, even on this podcast, like, it's just so neat to talk to a couple that, you know, is really is doing like you teach at the same place and you're you know you're you're doing it it's just the coolest thing i know it's crazy yeah it is it is i'm so glad that you held her hand at the grad show (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) okay well now you have five minutes until you go and see yourself hovering above la so i will let you go good luck at the opening i wish i was in town to see all of that yeah, yeah, June seventh. Uh, it's a Thursday. It's so. the day after our anniversary. Oh yeah, that's right. What? Nineteen years. It's gonna be. The- yeah, June sixth is our anniversary. Oh. Um, Martha Rich is is landing today in about yeah. two hours and to my, come. My Texas out. gallery will be. Yeah, here the gallery's on flying out. Wow. Uh, uh Lily, our daughter's boyfriend, is flying in from Paris. Oh yeah, because he's in Paris. Oh, is he done for the year now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. We pick him up also June 6th. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, and Esther, are you going to wear your cat um, cowboy boots for the occasion? Oh, oh yeah. I'll wear yeah, my and bulldogs. And you order more. Oh, they're bulldogs. Yeah. She got new ones. New my, ones? My third pair. Oh. I'm a collector now. Oh I know. I need some with pink saucers. and that They say mothership on the back. What? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh my yeah, God, are so cool. You should post some of Esther uh, of your boots. Did you get? You had to have gotten those made. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. handmade. And just to go to fly to Texas just to do in it. Texas. You are yep. very cool. I told you when I met you in New York that time, and I was like, I didn't realize you were you. <laughs> oh yeah. At yeah. who's that was somebody's party before the um, American Illustration uh, uh, party? Yeah. yeah, and I was there with Martha, and she's yeah. like, Oh, I'm going with um, uh, with uh, Mark Todd and. Uh, She's like, you know Esther Pearl Watson, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so intimidated. I was so scared to meet you guys. And then, so she introduced, she was like, oh, I just, I was so, I didn't know what I, I'd never seen a picture of you, so I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and I was thinking, and I was so scared that you were going to be mean and like. <laughs> you should have been mean you would have like lived up to the to my my image in my mind and then you were just so nice it's such a fun night and it was, fun. I yeah, that. it was a really fun night anyway okay go and do all of your things I'm going to do a great big post with everything we talked about and I'll put links in for um, where the show is and the address and everything so that everybody um, in LA and surrounding area can go Yay. and um, have a really great time tell Martha I say hi Yes. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, All right. So- Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Aren't they amazing? What a team in art and life. Everything that we just talked about, UFOs to ceramic records, are over on my site, thegelscurator.com, right this very minute. So pop over and have a look. I've also got links to all of the people and places that we talked about, including, of course, the details about their upcoming show. So one little announcement for me to make. Next Saturday will be the final episode of season two. 
I am off to Venice and then I will be spending the summer making art, hanging out with my family, speaking here and there, including at uh, Collage Fest in New Orleans in July and then at the Vancouver Mural Festival at the beginning of August. And I'm going to be getting ready for my big book tour in the fall. Art for Your Ear will be back for season three starting at the beginning of September. Season three. Kind of amazing since I wasn't sure I'd get past episode five. Anyway, thank you so much to Mark and Esther for taking the time to talk to me and for sharing all of their very wise words about just doing you and making the art that you want to make. Thanks to Sachi Art and Thrive for supporting this episode. And of course, thank you for listening. There will be one more Art for Your Ear next weekend. See you then.